Hello guys, welcome back to Daily Devo with Sarah. It's your host Sarah. Thank you guys for all tuning in and happy Sunday to all of us. We are reading about the topic of trusting in God today. And that's interesting because yesterday when our Devo topic was resting in God, I basically equated that to trusting in him. For me, they go hand in hand. Like I'm only able to rest in somebody if I trust in them. So I guess, you know, we're getting a little bit of an extension of this topic. That's fine with me. And the verse of the day is 1426 from Proverbs, where it says, whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children, it will be a refuge. On January 23rd, we saw that trusting in the Lord meant obeying his will, whether we like it or not. Um, But there is a second aspect of trusting the Lord. It means accepting what he allows to come into our lives, whether we understand it or not. And that's important. That's an important like sentence for us to focus on because, you know, those that what could contain hard times as well, like the struggles. Um, I'm thinking about the story of Joseph, right? The guy was sold into slavery by his family members, specifically his brothers, and then just honestly worked as a slave for the, I don't know how many years, but it doesn't matter who cares how many years he got sold as a slave by his family members. And, you know, sometimes like the Bible stories are so terrible that I, not that I doubt or question that they happen, but it's like, I don't know. I just get kind of in disbelief about it. You know what? But at the same time, it's not like that doesn't happen today. Right. I read a memoir in ninth grade about Samali Mam, who was a girl from Cambodia and she was sold into a slavery by her grandfather I think um yeah disgusting but I don't know like I can't say that God I mean God obviously didn't cause that to happen that girl's story um but I'm just trying to figure out like whether this sentence here applies to situations like that too where it says it means accepting what he allows to come into our lives whether we understand it or not. I mean, I guess because like with that girl's story, Solomon Ma'am, she, you know, eventually was able to escape and she became like an activist for a really powerful activist for girls who are working in brothels, you know, forcibly, of course, in Cambodia. And yeah, like, I mean, maybe she was meant to be that agent of change for something so disgusting and horrific that God allowed that to happen. I don't know. It's hard for me to make that conclusion on my own, but I think at at least like I will know for my life that God will allow certain bad things to happen to me because he has a bigger purpose. I may not be able to understand exactly what he's doing and what he's thinking of, but then if I trust in God, then I will be okay. And even if like I don't have a, you know, happy ending to whatever struggle, that I'm going through, like, I can still somehow find rest in God. Mm. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like, an analogy, and I totally can, but, like, I'm just trying to think, like, if something actually really, really horrific happened to me, like, oh, like, how willing would I be about believing in this and seeing this in a, you know, receiving a message like this with a happy, like, you know... (laughs) cheerful heart anyway it trusts him to 
in all things work together for good, even if we can't see the whole plan. This kind of dependent trust in God is like a secure fortress. Other people may look to their own reason and talent to handle life, or they may look to some other great leader or a loved one they depend on for everything. The problem is that these quote-unquote fortresses are easily captured. Your intelligence and foresight are limited, loved ones die, then we are left defenseless. But when our greatest fear and ultimate hope is God and his loving, wise plan, then there is nothing that can overthrow us. Right? Because everything expires in life and God doesn't. Is there some difficulty in your life now that you can accept? Not as a good thing in itself, but as part of God's wise plan in your life. Hmm, reflection point, you guys. <laughs> Hope you guys are thinking of something yourself. Um, yeah, like I would say, you know, when I first moved to this country and was learning English for the first time, I spent my first two, three years in Ohio where there were no immigrants whatsoever, no ESL services for me at school. Um, I really struggled a lot. I talked about this definitely in my previous episodes, but you know, it was really hard for me sitting there in class, looking at a pool of faces that, rep, you know, represent nothing of what I look like. And the teachers yapping for like seven hours straight, you know, of course, like, not straight, there's lunch and recess, I know, but like, you know, throughout the whole school day, like, everyone who is talking around me is saying something that I have no idea what they're saying. And for me to just feel so mute and not part of this world it was like i was in the world but i was not really in the world like it was a really um what is the word i'm looking for like not transcendent transcendental that is not a word it was like a weird out of body experience almost where like you know every day i would go to school and like physically in body form i was there but then i felt like i really didn't belong there because I was in another world. It's really, I, I was in another world um, where I had no idea. Like everybody just felt like aliens to me, right? Because they're speaking a language that I don't know. And that's all they know how to say. And so I remember like there were so many times I got frustrated and I cried. And it was hard to, you know, figure out what's going in school. I had to literally just stalk with my eyes what all my classmates are doing in order to figure out what is going on and there was just some like bad negative instances too where like I remember I was in music class and we were lining up like to go back to class after our special and there was like a xylophone next to me so I was like curious and I so I just started like banging on the xylophone um I, I wasn't banging I was just like playing some notes like gently what am I saying right and then I didn't think I was doing anything wrong because I wasn't, you know, causing a scene. I wasn't like breaking anything. You know, I wasn't like purposely disrespecting my music teacher's property or anything like that. But then she was like screaming at me saying, put it back, put it back. And at first I didn't realize she was talking to me because I don't know what put it back means. Right. But then she comes up to me and she screams at me because she like didn't understand that i didn't know english um she learned after <laughs> when one of my classmates was like 
um, Miss so-and-so, Sarah doesn't speak English. <laughs> and then she probably felt like a horrible person. But, you know, I remember like, oh my gosh, why is this lady screaming at my face? And I was like, yeah, as I was like, what, 10 at that point? I was scared. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I've had like moments like that growing up. And, you know, thankfully I learned English really fast because I realized I'm on survival mode. You learn it or you're going to die, right? So I just quickly learned it as best as I can. And, you know, being immersed in an environment where literally nobody else is speaking your language, you just end up absorbing it like a sponge. It's just what happens. Um, but anyway, like even though I learned English in a really difficult way, I think that like God has might have allowed that you know, season to exist in my life because now I get to empathize with people who are in the similar, who are in similar situations as me and help them out like with my, with sincerity, not just like, you know, because I have to, because at school, like at my work, I end up being called um, to translate for people all the time, like the Korean parents and you know, none of those instances are annoying for me, even though I have to now have my lessons interrupted, have to cancel my class, just sit on on these meetings or, you know, just what I mean, like step outside. Like I'm never frustrated or annoyed by that because for me, it's like so incredibly rewarding, you know, for me to have once been in their place, not being able to speak the language and not just that, but like I remember my parents like they had a hard time advocating for me when i was a child growing up because i knew more english than they did and i did not know english <laughs> and so you know for me to like even though i went through that my, and my parents went through that like come out of that season and now help out people who were once in my me and my parents place it means a lot and i get to do this cheerfully and I get to do this with a smile on my face, you know, and not give any sort of hint that they're inconvenient because they're genuinely not. And so, yes, it was really hard. It was really difficult for me to come into a new country that I knew absolutely nothing about and learn the language, learn the culture and learn about assimilation, all this stuff. But then like now I get to be so helpful well, I don't want to say so helpful, but I get to be of assistance when people need it. And it's so fulfilling. And maybe that's how God wanted to use my experience, right? I don't know. All right. So prayer is, Lord, when things go wrong for me, I get so angry at you. I don't know why you aren't supporting my <laughs> brilliant plan for my life, exclamation mark. But how dare I think that my plan could be smarter? before i mean or more loving than yours i repent period amen <laughs> i don't know why that prayer sounded really cute but yeah maybe that's a prayer for all of us too right like when things go wrong in our lives we're immediately like pointing our fingers at god saying god what's wrong with you why are you letting this happen right but then instead of becoming resentful and getting all fussed up, let's think about what else could be happening. The alternative, which is that 
God has a bigger plan and you're, you don't like it, obviously. No one likes pain in that way. But then, yeah. Like, what if because God sees potential in us to be an agent of something else in the future and he wants to use us, he trusts us enough to use us and he trusts us enough to get through and overcome certain struggles because number one we're going to come out stronger on the other end and number two he's you know allowing us to partner with him in being able to love provide and care for other people who you know may have gone through similar things that we have gone through you know it doesn't seem like a blessing and you know like being that kind of a person like it doesn't feel like a blessing when you're actually going through the grind of it but then it's only when you overcome you do it's just for our heart to humble our lives before god because our lives belong to god anyway and allow him to use whatever experiences the good and the bad experiences from our lives for his glory for his plans and that is not what the world is that is not the message that the world is going to be preaching but this is what the Bible says, and that's where our surrender comes in. That's where humility and our willingness to submit to God's plan for our lives over our plan for our lives kicks in. So I know that's not easy for me, but I'm going to be praying this for myself and be ruminating it on the next, oh my gosh, did I say that right? Ruminating on it for the next couple, um, you know, days ahead of me. And yeah, let's end it here for today. I will check in with you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. <laughs>